This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. This is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. We share our experience, strength, and hope. Tonight is episode 30, Be Impeccable with Your Word. Before I get started, a few reminders. Number one, this is not an AA meeting. This is just that that companion, that whisper of comfort, that candle in the darkness, service to you, to all who are in the rooms, and those who are suffering and may not be in the rooms. I hope this is just a a compliment, a supplement to your program, but it's not an AA meeting. Number two, I'm not a mental health professional, and I encourage everyone to have a robust mental and emotional health program with an appropriate provider such as a psychotherapist or a psychologist, somebody who can give you the wisdom and the depth of knowledge that their experience and their learning has provided. Number three, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions and I ask that you preserve my anonymity and protect my identity, and I obviously will protect yours at all costs. If you'd like to reach me with criticisms or support, and support meaning just moral support or ideas, you may reach me at Instagram. You can DM me there at Extravagant Promises Podcast, or you can email me, Gregory B at extravagantpromisespodcast.com. Number four, this is absolutely free and will always remain so. Now, on with the show. Tonight I'm talking about the book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It is a wisdom book and, and purports to have ancient wisdom, modern wisdom, I don't know a whole lot about it other than I'm reading it and I'm learning a lot. I have not done a tremendous amount of research into it in terms of the background. I will do more as as the readings continue, but I have heard a lot about this book in the rooms and in recovery, and I thought it would be worthwhile to kind of walk through the book with my listeners, and hopefully you can get something out of the book just like I have. Um, So tonight, I'd like to start with chapter one, which is be impeccable with your word. In the introduction, there is a, a really good segment where it says, how many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. 
The human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make, but not us. Sorry if I'm jiggling and jangling here. I'm trying to get my, myself squared away so I can sound good and read well at the same time. Why don't I start over on that? How many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. The human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make, but not us. We have a powerful memory. We make a mistake, we judge ourselves, we find ourselves guilty, and we punish ourselves. If justice exists, then that was enough. We don't need to do it again. But every time we remember, we judge ourselves again. We are guilty again. And we punish ourselves again and again and again. If we have a wife or husband, he or she also reminds us of the mistakes. So we can judge ourselves again, punish ourselves again, and find ourselves guilty again. Is this fair? You know, that really just nailed, God, I just felt like that just hammered me on that when I read it. And I thought, I I have been told so many times by people who mean me well, move on, let it go, don't wallow. You just, you know, one of my best friends used to say, you just dine on ashes. And I feel like it's sort of like in the big book where they talk about the straight pepper diet. I mean, I feel like I'm just dining on those ashes. It's a straight ash diet of just killing myself over and over for the mistakes I've made. I could have been better. I judge myself. Oh, you know, I could have been better. I find myself guilty. I could have been better. I punish myself with all kinds of draconian punishments. Do you do that too? Do you punish yourself over and over again? Have you served your time? Did you serve it a thousand times over? It's time for us to let ourselves go. You know, the bars are open. This is a prison of our own making. The book goes on. How many times do we make our spouse, our children, or our parents pay for the same mistake? Every time we remember the mistake, we blame them again and send them all the emotional poison we feel at the injustice, and then we make them pay again for the same mistake. Is that justice? The judge in the mind is wrong because the belief system, the book of law is wrong. The whole dream is based on false law. 95% of the beliefs we have stored in our minds are nothing but lies. And we suffer because we believe all those lies. Oh my, this just hammered me. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like, oh, here I am living, reliving the mistake. But that is, I just feel so free when I read this because I'm like, God, I think of mistakes I made as a child. I think of harms that were done to me. I think of harms I did to other people. And I've just, I wallow in the guilt and the remorse and the shame. Gosh, it's time to forgive. It's time to just cleanse. Cleanse yourself. And, it's, and I think about 
you know, when it says the belief system, it's like I told that story about when my father said, you know, it'll be a cold day in hell when you get this honor. You know, I was a first year in college and there was an honor that was, you know, you wouldn't even get it until a full three years later if everything went well, you know, and I remember he was like, you know, he made a mistake, you know, forgive him, let it go, you know, but I've never, I guess he's never really paid, but I don't even know, whatever, you know, I need to let that go. But the thing was that belief system, I believed him. He was right. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. He was clearly wrong. He was mistaken. I was mistaken. And I punished myself over and over instead of saying like, God, isn't it great that I was able to achieve that honor and, and, and overcome those doubts? You know, instead it's fuck you. How dare you doubt me? Why didn't you support me? In the prelude to a new dream, it goes on to say, but the most important agreements are the ones you made with yourself. In these agreements, you tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, and how to behave. The result is what you call your personality. In these agreements, you say, this is what I am. This is what I believe. I can do certain things and some things I cannot do. This is reality. That is fantasy. This is possible. That is impossible. Each time you break an agreement, all the power you use to create it, it returns to you. Let me restate that. Each time you break an agreement, all the power you used to create it returns to you. If you adopt these four new agreements, they will create enough personal power for you to change the entire system of your old agreements. The first agreement... is to be impeccable with your word. It sounds very simple, but it is very, very powerful. And then the book goes on to say, why your word? Your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that comes directly from God. The Gospel of John in the Bible, speaking of the creation of the universe, says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word is God. Through the word, you express your creative power. It is through the word that you manifest everything. Regardless of what language you speak, your intent manifests through the word. What you dream, what you feel, and what you really are will be all manifested through the word. You think about that. like It kind of dovetails with what I was saying yesterday, podcast number 29 about acceptance that the only thing, you know, the, the serenity and the acceptance of accept the things I cannot change. That's everything. I cannot change a single thing. There's only one thing I can change and I need the courage to do it. It's the hardest thing of all, which is what? Change yourself. You know it and I know it. There is not a single thing on earth that you can change unless you change yourself. You act, you speak, you think, you emote, you invoke, you evoke, you imply, you infer. You do those things. 
and your word to yourself, what you speak, you speak to yourself, you speak to others, resistance, surrender, all those things. It starts with you and it's powerful. The book, your word is pure magic and misuse of your word is black magic. You may believe you are stupid and you may have believed this for as long as you can remember. Well, readers, listeners, I am guilty as charged. You know, how many times have I talked about the Willie Loman factor? You know, oh, my mom called me Willie Loman. I was so embarrassed when she would say that. And I was like, you know, I believed it. I remember being, you know, and this is like that, that mistake and the judgment and all. It's like punishment. But like, I remember I've talked about this. I think I know I shared in a meeting about being a kid and being in a, 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 at this boys camp in the mountains. And it was so cool. And I loved it so much. And I was like, I don't know if I was my first year there, or my second year, I was probably 10, 11 12, not, not more than 12, maybe 11. And this camp counselor at arts and crafts. I mean, what kind of fucked up man is talking shit to an 11 year old at an all boys camp in arts and crafts? Uh, you know, I think there's some deep shit there, but anyway, point is this guy pulled me aside. He said, you know, you're the kind of kid or you're the kid. You don't, you don't finish things. You don't, you don't start a project and finish it. You bounce from project to project, you know? And I just, I remember just holding that inside for so long. Like I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of kid, you know, I'm the, you know, like I'm a loser because I don't, I, I'm not interested in that. Or I just started and I wasn't, it didn't take, you know? And that kept through, that stayed with me my entire life, you know, because I always thought like, well, I'm, I'm the kind of person who will start training and, and quit or something, you know, even though I never did, you know. <laughs> and it's funny that that's the words. I heard the words and I believed them and I let that belief become an agreement. <clears throat> I, it, it became an impeccable agreement. You're a loser. You're stupid. You're you're not a finisher. You're a quitter. Even though I never quit a damn thing in my life, I've you know. Anyway, um, you may believe you are stupid, <clears throat> and you may have believed this for as long as you can remember. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being without sin is exactly the opposite. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. Oh, amen. God, that is so powerful. I'm just in love with that saying. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. God, let me just stop for a moment and ask my higher power. Please let this resonate with, with me, with everyone. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. The power of the word is completely misused in hell. We use the word to curse, to blame, to guilt, to find guilt, or to destroy. 
Of course, we also use it the right way, but not too often. Mostly, we use the word to spread our personal poison, to express anger, jealousy, envy, and hate. Man, these are just so powerful. Whenever we hear an opinion and believe it, we make an agreement and it becomes part of our belief system. There's that again. Whenever we hear an opinion and believe it, I mean, you know, I just, I just want to sit and think and, and let that sit with us. Think about how many times in your life you've heard an opinion and you believed it. And you made an agreement and it became part of your belief system. You know, he talks about a little girl who sang from her heart and then somebody said, oh, you, you were ugly. Your voice was ugly and she never, she, even though she had a beautiful voice, she never sang again. You are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. All of you. You're powerful. You're, you're strong. You're gorgeous. You're inside. You just, you love. And there's so much love. And you just surrender to the love. Do not let yourself believe that trash. Think about gossip. And back to the book. Gossip is black magic at its very worst because it is pure poison. I, I know I sound like a televangelist here, but, and you know what? That's not being impeccable in my word. Here's what my heart says is, God, please let me stop gossiping about people. Please let me stop gossiping about people. If you understand the first agreement, be impeccable with your word. You begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. Changes first in the way you deal with yourself. And later in the way you deal with other people, especially those you love the most. Consider how many times you have gossiped about the person you love the most to gain the support of others for your point of view. Guilty. How many times have you hooked other people's attention and spread poison about your loved one in order to make your opinion right? Your opinion is nothing but your point of view. It is not necessarily true. Your opinion comes from your beliefs, your own ego, and your own dream. We create all this poison and spread it to others just so we can feel right about our own point of view. Oh, goodness. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good. You feel happy and at peace. You can transcend the dream of hell just by making the agreement to be impeccable with your word. It is up to you to make this agreement with yourself. I am impeccable with my word. All right, I, I say that to you listeners, fellow journeymen and women on the road of, trudging the road of happy destiny. I, Gregory, am impeccable with my word. Nurture this seed, and as it grows in your mind, it will generate more seeds of love to replace the seeds of fear. 
The first agreement will change the kind of seeds your, light, your mind is fertile for. Be impeccable with your word. This is the first agreement that you should make if you want to be free, if you want to be happy, if you want to transcend the level of existence that is hell. It is very powerful. You can attain the kingdom of heaven from this one agreement. Be impeccable with your word. Think about um, how well meetings work for us uh, because there are certain rules that seem to transcend every single meeting. Every meeting that I've been to that's a, a, a legitimate AA meeting has the, you know, it, it, it has the certain core characteristics, and one of them is no advice giving, no crosstalk. The one here in Italy that I go to, it's like they're kind of firm about it, like you'll be stopped or you'll be reminded or something, you know, if you crosstalk. And um, I think that's awesome. You know, because think about it, that's being impeccable with your word is no crosstalk. You speak your experience, your strength, your hope. You don't tell somebody else how to do it. You show by being impeccable with your word and your share and your story, your beauty, your experience, your strength, your hope. That's impeccable. That's the glory of the promises. And when you share the glory of the promises, that's, that's, and you're not advice giving, like, hey, you better do this. I better, you know, when I share the glory of the promises and my light shines, because I have so much light. I'm so beautiful. I am so filled with love because of this program. That's being impeccable with my word. That's being impeccable with my word. If we are painstaking about this, this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do. <sighs> what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. God, tonight and always, if it be your will, let me be impeccable in my word 
Let me be impeccable with my word. Let me let me show love. Let me let me surrender to your majesty and your glory and your love. Let me be impeccable with my word. Amen.